Welcome everyone once again to the Wildwell Throwdown episode number 14. My name is Wildwell Greenwell of course and wow what a show we have today and what a weekend we're coming off of as it was 4th of July weekend we celebrated here in the area. Um, also today we're going to have from the Salem Speedway safety team Mr. John Sears to drop by to talk a little bit about safety at many tracks. He has previously worked with NASCAR tracks and he gives us a little insight on safety. Also, we're going to cover some of the 4th of July results we had this past weekend and preview a little bit of the upcoming July 8th through the 10th, coming up as it is our second weekend of the July month here in 2022, already six months in the books of 2022. But first, let's talk a little bit about some of the events from this past weekend. First, we will discuss what happened at the beautiful Salem Speedway. It was the 33rd running of the Firecracker 200, presented by ProCrafters. Saturday, we had a huge day of racing. The Crown Vic figure eight went to Aaron C. And the number 28, Ken Tuggett, owned right. He picked up the $500 payday. The $800 win of the small oval for the Crown Vicks went to Daniel Durant, the number 19, holding off Jamie Bierman. And the number 67, caution free. 75 laps with 35 cars starting. What an excellent race that was. The Wilcox Towing and Trucking Scrapper Division saw Justin Fiedler taking home the win. The front-wheel drive pro figure eight went to Jamie Harbin, or excuse me, mark that. It went to Zach Mitten. The oval went to Jamie Harbin. Um, so Zach Mitten finally getting the Salem Speedway bad luck off of his back, and good to see that 0-1 in victory lane. Sunday, we had a huge day of racing as the MMSA mini sprints were on hand as well. The Crown Vic High Bank feature went to Daniel Durrett, followed by Jerry Payne and Paul Hartlich. The scrapper victory went to Tyler White, picking up number four on the season and the best Firecracker 200 that I've personally seen and a lot of other people have personally seen. What a race. It came down to a four-car battle for the number one spot. Will Kimmel, who substituted for Scott Caldell on the halfway point, took home the win. Now, Scott Caldell, of course, the reason for that was not feeling well. You could have a driver change, being you had to go to the tail if you made that driver change at the halfway point. Will Kimmel did, and, man, he used the last 100 laps to work his way to the front, and finally picking up that win. What a weekend. The Indianapolis Speedrome held a World Figure 8 Tour race. The 75-lapper up there at Indianapolis Speedrome saw Ben Tunney go to victory lane. Mount Lawn Speedway, of course, where I usually am, but uh, my buddy Hawk Harold Adams took care of that duty this weekend up at Mount Lawn this past Sunday, and what an event it was. Ryan Aminette picked up the win in the Wooten Automotive and Towing Modifieds. The youngster Colton Cole picked up the Red Bones Pizza and Chicken Crown Vic feature. Zachary Morris picked up another Accelerator Race Car Pro Compact win, and the Kenya Midgets were on hand as well as the 24 of Jackson Masinko landed the win there. And of course, the JW Photography Stock Compacts win went to the number 11 of Brad Miller. Now, looking a little bit at the National Touring Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Car Series, Josh Rice picked up the win at the Ralph Latham Memorial event at Florence Speedway last Thursday night. On Friday, the series went to Portsmouth Raceway Park as Ricky Thornton Jr. picked up that win. Ricky Thornton Jr. is looking pretty good up there as he is your defending Dirt Track World Championship winner at Portsmouth last year in October. Then, of course, Brandon Shepard picked up the $30,000 win at Muskegon up in Ohio. NASCAR was on hand as well as Tyler Reddick picked up his first NASCAR win in the Cup Series. And now 13 drivers have won in the NASCAR Cup Series this season with only three spots available in the playoffs. And, of course, we want to talk just a little bit about the little other things here going on. Of course, it is Thursday with the 4th of July weekend being it. That's why we didn't have a Wednesday show release. So Thursday is going to be our show here today. 
Also, huge announcement broke. Diesel Boys LLC and Brandon Hooker is the now the title sponsor of the Wild Will Throwdown podcast. We appreciate him and all he does for racing as he put a lot of money on the line for the Crown Vicks at Salem Speedway over the weekend of the 33rd Firecracker weekend. So we appreciate Brandon Hooker and all of our sponsors um, that work around the clock to make racing each and every week possible for us here in the area. Of course, my buddy Hawk Harold Adams is not here today with us on the Wild Will Throwdown, but uh, next week he will return. He is one of our contributors of the Wild Will Throwdown, so it's good to see him as well. And uh, getting ready for a great weekend of racing. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the program. But coming up next is Mr. John Sears with Salem Speedway Safety One. And now John has not only been at Salem, he's been at many accredited tracks around the United States, including some Indianapolis Motor Speedway, um, Charlotte, Kentucky Motor Speedway. So he's been at NASCAR tracks. So we find that safety is very important in racing these days. And we get a little bit of an insight on what he has done and what he has um, experienced in that field. So that's coming up next year on the Wild Will Throwdown. Of course, Will Greenwell here with you again. Hawk Harold Adams as well. And our next special guest, Mr. John Sears, on episode 14 today, the member of the Salem Speedway safety team, Mr. John Sears. John, thanks for joining me today, and we're going to get into a lot of good information, but let's not waste any time. Uh, So this is something you brought to Bill's attention, and Bill reached out to me and thought it would be a good idea, and I thought it was a great idea. Um, Harold and I, we travel to different tracks when we don't race everywhere, and we we look. We point out track safety. We we look at the amenities, all that stuff, kind of like judging, I guess, in our head the, the facility. But safety is one thing at every track I like to point out. Um, I always say when I'm announcing, you'll hear me time to time, give you guys a round of applause because without you, um, the driver's safety is in their hands who have no idea what's going on. Uh, Whether it be a fan in the infield, crew member, driver, or whatnot, I just first want to, like anyone I have on here, just how you got involved in safety of racetracks. Well, I actually started back in 2009. Uh, I got in contact with Rural Metro. They were running the EMS at the time by Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And um, I just got my EMT certs. So I figured, you know, what you know, better way to get started in EMS to do a little bit of track safety. And my father-in-law worked at IMS as well. He was um, crew chief on Turn 1A at, um up there and i got started they put me right in the garage my very first race so that that was really cool i got to meet jack roush jeff bird and all kinds of guys got to meet and talk with them it was really cool um after all after that year my father-in-law was like you know why don't you join us on the safety team at indianapolis i was like okay so i you know sent in my resume and that next year i was working on the track rescue team at ims so i've done everything there from pit road fire uh garage fire fuel island um they put me in turn three a lot i was um, on a fire truck one for one race um i did a lot of tool truck which is the extrication equipment and all that in turn three and i've done a lot of cleanup there as well during that time i worked at kentucky motors or not kentucky motor speedway but kentucky speedway um then got out of it in 2017 um i tried to come on here with the old administration, but it just never worked out. Um, Bill Nisley took over and I reached out to D and 
uh, she brought me on and um, you know rest that's history um, now last year I started getting it back into it professionally I worked at the um, Nashville GP the Music City Grand Prix um, that was pretty cool I got to go to Victory Lane on that one so but um, yeah I got back into it this year um, I'm at IRP in July for the truck race and the ARCA race going back to Nashville in August and you know working out here throughout the season definitely a lot of experience and, and to be on that national level of circuits but uh, Harold Adams you know you can contest it too you and I go to a lot of different tracks throughout the Midwest and South if you will and we always talk about the safety teams and to have some team like here at Salem it's very important as we've seen yeah like you say we've been around we like to go to different tracks new tracks all the time every year and we we look at all the things all the aspects of the track because we we see it at our own tracks, so it's interesting to see how things work at other tracks, everything, including the safety. And we've even pointed out a lot of times at certain tracks, we like, wow, these guys are right on top of it. I mean, they're right there. They got everything going on. It looks like a well-oiled machine. Then there's other tracks we go to, and it's sort of lack, and, and you're, you know, a little slow, and we're like, man, you know, that could be bad deal there. So, you know, you see all kinds of different things, you know, all over the place. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, the biggest thing is we've seen that I hate is when a track goes out and tries to use a fire extinguisher and it does not work. And uh, I've seen that many times, believe it or not. And uh, it's it's very scary to me. Now, let's talk about your equipment for a minute. Uh, many tracks you see around the country have public safety on hand, of course, being fire, EMS, police, uh, but not an actual safety team like Lawrenceburg Speedway, Salem, Winchester, and, of course, NASCAR. Describe your training and what you guys do in preparation for any weekend of racing safety. Okay, well, we start off in the springtime. We do have a spring training out here. Um, we do revolve our training around the NASCAR track services training. Um, most of the stuff you'll see out here is what we, you know, use at, you know, Indianapolis or Kentucky or Nashville or wherever. Um, you know, we have jump medics, crew chiefs, two firemen per truck. Um, we do have a certain, you know, amount of extinguisher, safety clean, things like that. But here, you know, we're, we're limited to, well, compared to uh, the bigger tracks. But so safety one here you know is a cleanup truck a tool truck and a fire truck all wrapped up in one yeah no doubt and uh, you know that's still with such a big facility um, now of course we talk about a huge topic at tracks and it is the f word not what you're thinking it's fire uh, we saw at the rover event what happened at the drifting course everyone rushed over um, and what happens in that scenario uh, but what is the first thing you do when a fire like that breaks out anywhere uh, the obvious one get the occupants out of the car uh, but when that fire happens and you get the occupants out, what is what what to do in that scenario? Well, we try to put out the fire, um, but you know, with these trucks, you know, with the water cans, dry chems, and stuff like that, you know, with a fire that big, it was there was just no way they could get that fire put out. Um, it would have took you know, like a you know, fire engine, you know, using foam or something to get it put out. Um, you know, like you say, you know, our number one concern is to get that driver out. And that the fire's not big enough yet, uh, we try to push the fire away from the driver and from the crews. Um, you know, if it be in the front or being, you know, like a fuel spill or something like that. So, 
but yeah it's just you know most tracks are pretty limited on fire suppression yeah no doubt and uh hawk harold adams i know uh you got a few things probably you want to talk about but uh uh, safety is that number one thing that we talk about, and we've even seen the, seen the medivac here at Salem Speedway land over between turns three and four, which is really cool to see. Uh, but what do you have? Well, I know a lot of times, like we've talked, I, I kind of do uh, overlook a lot of the front-wheel drive stuff down at the Sportstrom and stuff. So a lot of times safety on the cars is a big deal. And so a tech gets involved. So I was just curious, a lot of times, you know, guys try to – get around the rules loopholes well this is looks safe to me but it may not be safe to them and stuff i was just wondering like a person like you do you have a lot to do with like how tech does things and, and everything involved in that um here no uh, d and gb abbott take care of most of that and gb is pretty strict when it comes to you know seats and han's device and you know um fire suits you know how many layers to have and all that um now i would give my opinion if they had asked but you know me and gb are pretty well on the same page when it comes to safety yeah it's a pretty cool to see um you know how how your safety area is lined out because when i first got here to salem speedway i saw you know an old car sitting out there of course i didn't know uh, and bill said no that's for training and i was like training because i'm not used to that right so we have the small bull rings that we usually go to let's be honest there, there's not a lot of those small tracks that utilize a professional safety team um you know harold i mean we can talk about this all day we've went to south bend motor speedway short tracks have to say great job to their safety crew a lot of tracks now in short tracks you see them on four wheelers these safety teams have helmets they have fire suits as well and it's pretty cool they're on it yeah i know we've uh we kind of get entertained by that you know we're like wow you know we want to see what these guys are going to do. We see them setting up an infield somewhere. We're like, we want to see what they do, you know, and whenever something happens, some kind of big thing happens on the track, big wreck or accident or whatever, we see them go into action. Like I said, we see the four-wheelers. Sometimes those guys are there on the on the scene before the wreck's even, like, completed. I'm like, wow, you know, they, they need to be careful. They're so quick. They're almost getting involved in the wreck themselves. But that just shows you how, you know, uh, how quick and responsive some of these teams are. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. As soon as that smoke comes up, they're sliding sideways. That safety team is gone at some tracks we've seen. Um, so another question for you that I'm curious because I'm glad you're on today, That stuff that I don't know. Is there a certain certification or something at some of these tracks where you are accredited um, as a safety team? Well, here I try to bring the guys on that's got some type of, you know, fire one and two basic mandatory or or emt or paramedic certification and i believe 100 percent of our guys do have that kind of certification now see um myself justin drew um, there's several of us here that have the nascar track services certification um, where we have to take an online course there's several different classes you got to take then like i did last weekend went up to irp and took the hands-on courses up there yeah that's awesome because i always wondered you know how different people on that safety team at um, whether it's indianapolis motor speedway kentucky motor speedway bristol motor speedway uh, we see those guys a lot now of course i talked a few weeks back i talked to you guys at the end of the night down there and saw your rack and your suits and stuff another thing that i'm not used to seeing um so are those actual fire suits kind of like the drivers wear 
Yes, they're both. Uh, they're two-layer fire suits. Um, I believe um, our guy that works in the tower actually got those from Charlotte. So, um, you know, we got those. Some guys got private purchases. Um, some of us has got helmets. So, but yeah, and there's a certain level that you got to have to be out here on the track. You have at least a two-layer fire suit. And before I ask you another question here, Hawk, you have anything else for him? Because I know uh, we could ask sit here with safety all day long and talk about different things. But like you said, you run a division. Uh, you've you've been at short tracks. You've competed. So as as for as a former driver, I mean, you know, what do you contest the safety? Yeah, I mean, we've seen it evolve a lot. You know, I raced back in the '90s at Sportsdrome, little quarter mile, and back then you didn't even have to have a fire suit on in the old uh, bomber, dromer type divisions back then, you know, because they just made it so affordable. They they just made it as cheap as you could have it. But And even as a kid, I remember seeing guys out there racing, you know, in the top divisions with short sleeves and stuff. So, you know, nowadays it's unheard of. So things have really evolved, you know. So that's why I'm, I was wondering, you know, what have you seen change so dramatically over the last few years that has really helped safety? Well, I, the equipment has been about the same, but I can talk as, you know, the car design. You know, I've seen it, you know, the Indy cars change, you know, actually three times already. So I actually worked Dan Welding's last testing session at IMS. A couple of weeks later, he was killed. And now, you know, at IndyCar, we got the little halo thing, you know, like um, Formula One's got. So that's a big, you know, change I've seen in motorsports uh around here uh things are you know i haven't seen i guess the seats have changed a lot a lot of guys are getting getting more to more full containment seats and um yeah that's that's about it on that so my final question for you today um and we do appreciate you coming on here today because i think safety is something that we we should be emphasizing if you will in today's world especially after we what we saw a couple weeks ago with here at salem at the drifting course and uh just different things i mean i'm going to be honest we've seen drivers and obviously it's the same equipment we've seen many deaths here at salem over the years and i'm not saying physically seen but it's happened here at salem speedway no matter what kind of car it is you don't want to lose a life what advice do you have to any promoter that's listening any driver that's listening anybody out there and just the emphasis on safety um if tech tells you to do something do it you know they're not doing it you know just to waste your time or their time they're doing it to you know pretty much save your life you know buy that hans device you know wear that you know two to three layer fire suit you know don't wear an open face helmet you know those things will you know will save your life so john i speak for harold adams and harold adams i know uh ending on what note you would like to end on yeah i just uh you know i i feel you know getting into the promoting part of it with front wheel drive you know i've had to be a little bit more involved and uh i see more and more of the safety and how important it really is you know before a lot of times a lot of people even in stands probably don't really pay a whole lot of attention to that until something really bad happens then it's like whoa you know you know i'm glad he had this or this or maybe you know it brings the attention of everybody so uh you know it's just great to see that safety has come such a long way and i'm sure it's uh going to save a lot of lives in the future and has here recently as well well john i appreciate you for coming on today and uh 
anything you would like to say to anything else to any driver out there listening promoter or fans uh we truly do appreciate you for coming out today and uh taking a little bit of your time uh, i think i'm good um you know just you know just follow the track rules you know they're not wasting your time and that was John Sears, of course, Safety One team here at Salem Speedway, and we appreciate him for coming on today here on the Wild Wheel Throwdown. And once again, we want to thank Mr. John Sears for coming on today at the Wild Wheel Throwdown to give us that insight. It was great advice, great insight, and uh, want to thank Hawk Carroll Adams for being on that uh, segment with me. Uh, of course, John Sears is always always an awesome guy to talk to but now let's talk about a little bit of the upcoming schedule for this weekend july 8th 9th and 10th and oh it's going to be a big one uh this saturday night going to be at sports drum speedway it's going to be the big tom dealey memorial 1567 dollars to win in the ica dumpster sportsman division uh, now, what this means for a lot of people who do not know Tom Dealey, of course, they have a big presence in the start of the ch- franchise, Moby Dick, and uh, that was established in 1967. And Tom Dealey was a huge advocate for racing at Sportstrom Speedway and many other tracks in the area. And uh, I got to meet Tom for the first time uh, when I started at Sportstrom Speedway in 2019. Um, as a fan, I knew of him. But in 2019, when I started my career in this field, I really got to know Tom Dealey. And, man, you won't meet a better person. And then, of course, great memories over at the Shop Talk we did in 2021 when I went to Tom's house and got to sit down here with him a little bit more in detail. And, man, that was an honor to sit here and look at all the trophies that they have acquired over the years. Of course, his son, Chad Dealey, gotten to know him very well. He drives the number 18 Wacky Radio Coca-Cola Moby Dick number 18 Sportsman Cart Sports Trump Speedway. So what they have decided to do is this Saturday night, it will be the Big Tom Dealey Memorial, and that's paying $1,567 to win. Of course, established in 1967, the Moby Dick franchise. So very cool. Um, also, just want to elaborate, CRA and Green American stock type scar- cars are going to have a bonus. First 500, second 300, third 200 if they get six or more cars other than Sportsman. So that's pretty cool that they're doing that this weekend at Sportstrom. Also, you're going to have the Kentucky and the Tank Wash Modified Figure 8, the Sportsman Affordable Fords. Um and uh, affordable Ford Figure Eight tickets are only fifteen dollars. Teen and seniors thirteen, kids twelve and under five. Uh, so make sure you go out this weekend if you don't have nowhere else to be or no other track. Uh, make sure you go support uh, the Dealey family in this honorable race here this weekend at Sportstrom Speedway. Speedrome has fireworks night presented by USA Insulation this week. Late model uh, Mike Gregg Senior Memorial seventy five lapper uh, Figure Eight. Street stocks, factory front wheel drives, and junior fast carts. Salem Speedway has a huge event this weekend. $50,000 purse, the Riverside Drifting. Drifters from all over the country are going to be on hand, so make sure if you want to see something a little bit different, make sure you head on out to Salem Speedway. Our friends up in Ohio, Lorraine Raceway Park, Modifieds, Pure Stocks, Street Stocks, Chargers are going to be on hand there. 
a place that I will be this weekend. I am going to be back on the mic at Brownstown Speedway. Uh, of course, my buddy Michael Despain, he'll be there with the Ironman Valvoline Late Models as they have the 8th annual Born Free 40 5,000 win for Super Late Models. But also on hand, I'll be on the mic for Crown Vicks, Modified, Super Stocks, and Pure Stocks. So very excited to be at Brownstown this weekend once again. Paragon Speedway up in Paragon, Indiana. They have the Hornet Special and Paragon Sizzler 50. Richmond Raceway over in Richmond, Kentucky is Super Stocks 2000 win. Pro Late Models, Hornets, and Modifieds. The big half-mile ba- uh, half bank track up at Lawrenceburg. Kelsey Chevrolet Sprints, Coy Auto Parts, Modifieds, Impact Pure Stocks, Bessler's U-Pool, and Save Hornets going to be up there as well. Then, of course, Florence Speedway, Dollar Days, Modifieds. Uh, going to go for Heats, B-Mains, and Feature. Crate Late Models, Heats, B-Mains, and Feature. The G&G Express Sport Mods. Of course, Sports Mods big now in the United States, the Midwest, and South. Uh, a lot of people who can't afford to go to a modified can be in a sport mod. Um, so it's a lot more affordable, if you will. Then also the Hornets going to be on hand. The Ohio Valley Legend Series on dirt. Of course, no super late models, but uh, pretty cool to see all them back in action. Then if you want to look at the national touring schedule, the Lucas Oil Lake Model Dirt Car Series have a huge, huge event up in um, Deer Creek Speedway. Deer Creek Speedway beautiful facility 5,000 a win 5,000 a win and then on the ninth going to be 50,000 a win so they kick off their week on Thursday at Deer Creek Speedway so uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Car Series always putting on the big money shows looking at the national touring now even the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series are going to be at Mid-Ohio Sports Course. Uh, that is up in Mid-Ohio I would say about an hour and a half or so uh, south of Cleveland, Ohio Passed it, but never been there. Unfortunately, I've always wanted to go there. The Xfinity Series, of course, they will be at the Atlanta Motor Speedway at 5.30 on Saturday. Of course, the truck race takes place at 1.30 in the day. And then, of course, the Cup Series, the Atlanta Motor Speedway, the Quaker State 400, presented by Walmart. Now, that is, a lot of people ask that question, that is the, the race that was usually and previously held at the Kentucky Speedway, the Quaker State 400. Same time, too, around this time, and that was moved to Atlanta Motor Speedway, so Atlanta Motor Speedway getting two events. And uh, that that's going to be interesting because now they consider it, Atlanta used to be, well, so-so to watch, but now it's got that different banking. It's like a one-and-a-half-mile one super speedway. Uh, so it's going to be interesting down there at Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend. And race fans, that's going to do it today's episode of the Wildwell Throwdown. As always, I want to thank the Diesel Boys LLC for coming on board as the title sponsor of the Wildwell Throwdown. I also want to thank the production crew at Dirt 2 Media for all that they do. We couldn't be here without them. And thanks to our special guest today, John Sears, with the Salem Speedway Safety Team for coming on today. And as always, race fans, drivers, and crews, we say it every week. Please, please, please support your local racetrack. We don't see, want to see any more get shut down, that's for sure. And I'm Will Greenwell, and I'll see you around the turn. <laughs>